Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good evening and welcome to the midweek fiction of the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav and with me I have Keith and Emma this week to talk about just how deadly Liverpool are really for an hour or so. Um, not many, I'd say the amount of people watching is down considerably considering the Europa League final has gone into extra time. But if you're off watching Rangers instead of watching us, what can I do? I can't do that for you. They can't yeah. be helped, Keith, can they? Lost cause if that's the case. Lost causes. <laughs> What's the pain? Who's the painting saint of lost causes? Anyone that's watching that match, is it Saint I don't know. Saint Christopher, is it? Is it Christopher? He's travellers, isn't he? I don't know. Um, we have to Google is that. Is it Padre yeah. Pio? Nah, it can't be Padre. Is it Padre Pio? I don't know. He he's kind of. I'd say he's well up the ranks. I wouldn't say he's looking after the last causes. Um, yeah. but I'm sure somebody will know. Yeah, it first. seems like it must be a, more of a lowly saint, doesn't it? For lost yeah. causes, it's. Yeah. It's, well, it's like the it's like getting the minister of of health or something when you're in the government. It's a poison chalice. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. No. If you get the minister for health in the Irish government, it's like you know the fella in charge just is not happening. Saint Jude. Yeah. Saint Jude. Saint Jude. Oh, hey Jude. There you go. There you go. Is that where the, the Judas things come from? Then maybe I don't know. Or was Judas in the Bible? And he was a bit. Judas like, was well. Judas was Judas. He was the one who betrayed our Lord. Right. Jude was also in the Bible different person so you know what was he in the bible i was just uh just one of the extras i think <laughs> i don't think extra? he was okay i don't think he was one of the apostles so he was in the background I think he was in the he background was, drinking gin he was tonics. he was obviously you know he was he was a big he was prominent in the bible days but i don't think he was one of the mainstays okay. the bible days yeah um okay well here we are what um two minutes 30 in and all we talked about is the patron saints of lost causes and stuff in the bible that's how it works. What um, else would you expect? What else would you expect? Where am I going? Oh, let's start with last night. Let's start with last night because um, yeah. Kevin Chris 
um, done the post-match show last night. I've done a really good job, as always. Um, they were really in great form, you know, and I think it was probably down to the fact of the team we, we named and the result we got. But Emma, I'll come to you first because we all knew that Klopp had big decisions to make. When Man City don't win that game against West Ham, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, <laughs> you're kind of, you're happy that you haven't won, but in the same breath, you're kind of going, that that team was so easy to pick on Tuesday night and now it's not but he manages to pick a team um, it's still full of quality in my opinion and players that have been out with the squad um, a lot of the time come in do a job get it done and we get down to the last day of the season oh Emmett's frozen oh you're, no no not you there I thought it was you that froze no <laughs> Did you hear any of that? I didn't hear it. Oh, All right. I lost, I lost Keith, Keith, you, are, you, are, you answer, Keith. You heard it. <laughs> um, last Judas night. over here. Go on. Yeah. Last night was great because, you know, you had all these lads that, that have been out of the team. You're right. Man City dropping points throughout the day. I've been listening to a lot of stuff and they've been saying they nearly, you know, forget about the league. Do you know what I mean? And just if you could put all your eggs into the cup, um, the cup finals. But it was great to see the lads getting a run out. Um, yesterday and last night and, and some excellent performances you know what was it eight, eight changes from the cup final mm, Alison nine, I thought it was nine was it nine could have been could have been Alison Canate who's in midfield Miller Jones no, I wasn't any of them Mane mm, no Mane didn't play oh not Mane sorry um, who plays up front Minamino Minamino Jota and Bobby Jota comes on early enough for Salah. Yeah. So it's nine changes, is it? There you go. For so the front Ooh. three, the midfield three. Yeah. yeah. Who's the midfield? Gomez, Milner. Front three, Milner. midfield three. Milner, Gomez. Elliot and... and yeah, so it's nine. Nine, yeah. Jones, yeah. yeah. Three, of the back four, three of the back four, the midfield three and the front three. Mm. But, you know, the, the beauty of it is... Um, it... it it was a great performance because they all looked up for it. You know, sometimes you'd see players that have been out in the cold for so long coming into the team and not maybe being at it. But I felt like there was some excellent performance. I thought Harvey Elliott was outstanding last night. Bobby Firmino, look, I've, I've said this before, Bobby Firmino is my favourite player the Jürgen Klopp area. I'm not saying he's the best player, he's my favourite player. I absolutely love Bobby. When Bobby is on it, Liverpool are on it, and I just thought he was brilliant last night. Curtis Jones, excellent. You know, so many good performances. Minamino, brilliant. So many of them um, that, are, that are stepping up and they're needed. So, yeah, I was delighted with that. It was one of the more enjoyable matches, to be honest, because lads that needed to, to take their chance went and took it. So, yeah, happy days. Jonathan wants to know, has he tuned in to an evangelical Bible channel? No, but we can do a little bit more later if that's your sort of thing, Jonathan. Um, so we're, there you go. Um, we're here to uh, please the masses. Yeah. Um, Emma, are you with us this time? Because if I ask this question and you freeze and you don't answer. Yeah, don't start. Yeah, no, um, I'm the same as Keith. I thought it was really, really good, solid performance. Controlled it, I think, from pretty much start to finish. Um, I think it took us a little while to get going, but that's to be expected with uh, like nine changes, lads that probably haven't played together um, as as others have. But um, yeah, then when we kind of got into our stride, um, yeah, 
bowled it from from start to finish. Uh, the same as what Keith said, lads came in, they were given their opportunity, and in years gone by, maybe lads came in, and they didn't take their opportunity. Oh, you're gone again. No, you're not. Come on, you're no, not. No, you're still still there. You're still there. We can still see him moving, Emma. Is this it? Uh, ah, he gave up. He gave just up. Gave up. Just <laughs> fucked off. Um, the hand of quad. The hand of quad says, um, and this is kind of says it all for me. Dave Maddock gave Firmino a six versus rating versus the handling and gave a Rigi a seven <laughs> after coming on in 75 minutes. Um, there, Emma is back now. Um, I don't know what you're at. Um, uh, clearly you haven't wired in that connection um, no. it's clearly on the Wi-Fi and everyone in the house is using Wi-Fi that's exactly yeah. what's happening there um, Keith because I'm afraid to go to fucking Emmett now at this stage um, just looking through a few of them though you know I want to talk about James Milner first of all yeah. because he, there's, there's been talks about a new contract Kind of the words coming out of him over the last week, you know, he's really talking up how good the squad is, how yeah. what a top, top football club it is, how close they are, how determined they are. Regardless of what happens at the end of the season, they'll be determined to go again. Um, you know, it, you look at him last night and I thought he was brilliant in midfield. I really did. And listen, there'll be people there go, well, he's 36 and he only does this. He was brilliant for what he was meant to do there last night. He hurried, he chased, he won the ball. He, he hit some lovely passes into nice areas. And then Joe Gomez has to go off and he just goes right back and does a brilliant job at right back. And we, Keith, we're looking at players like, like Curtis Jones and maybe to a point Harvey Elliott where they're going, haven't been in here in ages. And yeah. at a young age, you can kind of go, this, this prick's only put me in because he's bigger fresh to fry, but none of that from anybody. And James Milner kind of epitomises it all from start to finish last night. Yeah, I think he's been excellent lately, to be honest, when he's been coming in. He's been, you know, sometimes you can see Milner getting into a game and he just doesn't hit the, the ground running or it may pass him by. But, you know, I think he's been in, in certain games recently. I thought against Newcastle, he was brilliant. I thought in the finals of that day, he was excellent. You know, I just think there's so many good performances from James Milner. And what he gives you is he gives you assuredness, but he gives you leadership. And when you're playing with, we've seen this in, in many a game when you you get like uh, Ox and Naby, let's say, two senior, more senior players than the two boys who were in there last night. And they don't know when to go and went to sit and things like that and it, it just doesn't look like it works whereas Milner I'd say was in these boys ears last night not that they really need it you know what I mean but he gives you that sort of leadership on the pitch which Henderson does as well and you you know people will jump down the throat oh Henderson and, and Milner they're no good they're, they're just uh, talkers but what them lads bring to the team the intangible stuff that you know can't be measured and can't be quantified with goals and assists and things like that the leadership they bring is just absolutely priceless for a team like us who are I would say trying to you know not get younger but Milner's 36 Hendo's 32 I think Thiago's 31 they're not young, do you know what I mean? Fabinho must be 28, but it could be way off on that. He could be 23 for all I know. I think he is actually younger than... No, he is. 28, 28 and 207 days. Yeah, so, you know, they, they, they're not getting younger, but, you know, when you have that experience, you have to lean on that as much as you can. And Klopp knows, you know, he's not going to start many games now, James Milner. But I'd say Klopp is looking at that and he's probably telling them weeks out, you're in that. 
do you know what I mean? Like, I don't care what's going on. You're going to be starting that game because I'm going to need you on the pitch with an idea that there's going to be changes. Do you know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. the City one, in a lot of people's minds, the City result of that day might have been one saying, oh, no, you have to go strong in this. But Klopp stuck to his guns and went very, very much a change side. And Milner was the the one that was dictating and leading. And he goes to right back when Gomez goes off injured. And he says afterwards in this interview, look, he doesn't like it, but he'll do it for the team. And you're right, everything he's saying lately is just so much best group I've been involved with. You know, what a club, what a team. I think he's going to hang around. I think I he's going to he hang around. Yeah, I, think, I really do. I thought he might have been one to move on. I thought, you know, freshen up the midfield, you have to move bodies out of there. And I thought a, a natural progression was Milner maybe moving on. And now I'm not so sure. I think... We, we probably do have one lad to move out and, and he's the lad who didn't get a sniff last night, but, you know. I thought, I thought he rolled back the years last night. Yeah. Uh, like, he was, like, it's, it's look, he comes in and he's always, always solid, do you know what I mean? But, like, he was like a man possessed last night and even on a few close-up on the cameras, you could see him kind of marshalling the troops and telling them what to do and it was really good to see and, like I said, he was nearly everywhere. But um, yeah, going to right back and then saying that he hates, it's the one position he absolutely hates, but he's willing to take one for the team. I think another thing that Milner has probably done over the last while is when you look at the celebrations in the changing rooms and he's telling yeah. lads never to get bored of this or never get used to this. So yeah, he's uh, irreplaceable. And I always say there's a door named after him at the access centre, so he can't leave. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want a name, I don't know, a sliding door, <laughs> some others, I don't know. Um, anything to keep, to, uh, you know, anything to keep. I'm just, I, I kind of think of it, and, you know, you will get people who go, well, oh, well, no, you can't play all the games. And I'm kind of going, no, I know that. But I, in my mind, have no issue with James Miller being on a pitch 20 times for Liverpool next season. Yeah. And even if that's five starts. And 15 substitute appearances when needed for whatever reason. I've no issue with it. I genuinely think there's enough games Liverpool will play next season where a 36 slash 37 year old James Miller could come in and do a job. Right? I'm not asking to fucking run box to box. I'm not asking to call wardies into corners. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking to do anything outstanding. I'm asking to come in and go, listen, can you just be really solid there for me? And these other two lads around you will run the bollocks off as well, but they'll provide the front three or they'll provide the fullbacks. And in my head, I just, I can't, I can't see why not. Because, you know what the funny thing is? If you let Milner go or he decides to go, you're probably going to end up going out looking for a midfielder that's not as good as the midfielders you have because you want someone that's going to be reliable for 20 games a season. You have him. doesn't give a fuck what age he is. You have him. That's as simple as that. Ryan Giggs played till he was 40 in the Premier League. Now, he was built like a bleeding noodle. But, yeah. you know, and he was, like, ridiculous. James Miller's a bit more more stock to him. But Ryan Giggs, in the back end of his career, he, I think he wins what you, you, uh, player of the year and he plays about fucking 12 times. Yeah, you know, you just give it to him for the crack. But the thing about with Ryan Giggs was... But the thing with Ryan Giggs was, he wasn't coming on to play left wing and go by people. Yeah. He was coming into midfield because he's a good left foot. He could hold the ball and he decent vision. So he was able to, you know... Just recycle, recycle balls, yeah. And yeah. for me, in, in my head, I'm kind of thinking, and that doesn't detract from if you want Shumeni to come in and you go, right, Ox is out and Shumeni's in. Milner's not going to take away from that transfer and you're a stronger midfielder for it. If, 
if you were to take Milner out of that then, even with that transfer going through and bringing someone else in, you're kind of going, what are we going to get from this fella? Yeah. And how long does it last before yeah. that 20 games isn't enough for him? And he's kicking up in January and he's like, oh, look, I'm not getting enough games. And, you know, it's, it's hard. To, it's hard to replace. And I'm not saying for him to go on forever, but I think the evolution of this midfield probably needs Milner there for one more year. Because somebody coming behind, i.e. maybe a Jordan Henderson, at 33 next year, at the amount of miles he has in his legs, will we'll take on that mantle. But we'll probably play 30 times in that season instead of 20. And, you know, you see the progression from there because Milner, I think Henderson's under contract now, 2025, I think. Um, so you'll probably see that progression in, in Henderson. I, for me, just can't can't see the issue. Um, He's, he sets the tone and he sets the standards. And Klopp has said that as well, you know. James Milner sets uh, the standard that everyone else has to meet, whether that be in training in the preseason when he's smashing records on running or whether it's at the arse end of a season when he's still the fittest player in the squad. This fella sets that he won't let others dip under. And that's why that's that's you know irreplaceable, priceless. Jordan Henderson does it as well, but the more of them characters that you have, the better. And he's the most senior of them all. Mm. Um, I, I think Klopp said that he, he doesn't think that he could do the job that he does without James Milner in the change room. Mm. So when we're talking about playing him here and there. I like even if you didn't play him, I think he's probably irreplaceable in the change room. But you have, but you have to look at that Emmett, and say. No player's going to stay on for a year when they're told they're not going to play. They're just going to be a cheerleader. Yeah. And I don't mean that in, the, in a disrespectful way. Mm. If he's not playing games, he turns into a cheerleader. If he mm. is playing games, it's an influence that um, has some meat behind it because he's still playing games. And it's also, as good as that Liverpool squad are, it's hard for players, I think, to have 100% respect for a fella that's not playing at all. He's just coming in and going, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And you're going... Oh, and you're my teammate, not me fucking coach. I don't care what age yeah. you are. And that's just a natural reaction of human beings. You know, I'm doing all this work and you're doing nothing and I have no input whatsoever, but you're telling me how it should be done. Now, re- realistically, they should be listening to him. The man has 20 odd years, 20 plus years experience in top flight football. But you know how humans work and I know how humans work. And if Milner, I don't think he'd accept the fact that he was not playing games in any way. No, no. Not a sort of way. But I get where you're coming from because Klopp, I think the biggest thing with Klopp is, is that when he looks at Milner, he looks at reliability, flexibility, um, doesn't give him an issue. But when he's asked to do something, he does it to the absolute best of his ability and nine times out of ten. It's good enough for what we're looking to do. And I just thought last night, I just thought, it kind of jumped at me last night that I think you should be looking, that kind of nailed it for me. Yeah, you take him for another yeah. year because he's not weakening you. And he's not stopping you from doing what you want to do in that midfield. You know, Kieran Thorne says, fact is we're trying to make our squad a bit younger. Would you need a McAllister type, i.e. Um, Milner type that will mould that ethic? And yeah, I'm absolutely for that. And someone will have to step into Milner's shoes. I think it would be Henderson. And that's absolutely fine. And you continue on. I'm, I'm never against an older player being in there, but being part of it, not just being there for the sake of it. You know, you, you might as well get someone like um, Darren Fletcher that you, as at United just wandering around in a Liverpool jacket, wandering yeah. into the... I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. Like, he must have found a pass or something. <laughs> Hello, Trafford, and he's just wandering around going, I have this pass, lads, and it's great. Um, How many games do you reckon point, Milner played in this year or this season? I'd say 25. How many have we played? 62 games? We played 62. Oh, I forgot we played. We played game. 61, I think, doesn't it? Okay, 61 games. Yeah. I would say Milner made an appearance... In about 30 of them. Keith got it right, 38. 
38 games yeah. and started 40. Yeah, yeah. so there you go. And we're still sitting here. In this and, and the good thing about next year as well is, is that with the five subs, and I know everybody's saying, with the five subs, what you can do is, is this season we're rotating from game to game. With five subs, you can nearly rotate from half to half. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can. And the big whopper break in the middle of the season as well for a World Cup that he won't be going to. Exactly. Um, Ajan makes a great point. Sorry, did he? Did he? Sorry, he did. He did. Come he on, did. tell me what it was. So, Millie would have done wonders in that Arsenal dressing room. And if you think, you know, I know it's not an Arsenal show, but you look at clubs that could deal with leadership and could deal with that sort of standard setters. Arsenal have been crying out for that for years and have constantly picked the wrong characters. You know what I mean? And it just shows what a professional like Milner can do. And when you get a manager like Klopp that just values that, he can't be you. Well, <clears throat> I, I get where Bejan's coming from because if you look at, like all the hot air that came out of Granit Xhaka after the game, didn't he? Why isn't Granit Xhaka saying this to his teammates before the game or during the game and grabbing someone with the throat and nil nil and going, this isn't good enough. You know, it's all fucking hot air at the end of it for the cameras for me um, and you know oh at least he's being honest yeah he's being honest but I think it's you know ah, a little bit disingenuous from him but anyway but Milner I think I, I, I see that point because when I think of Milner like that and think of an Arsenal dressing room I remember someone talking about Ray Parler and saying Ray Parler was a brilliant footballer and he was also a brilliant fella to have around Ray Parler was a sort of I think it might have been Graham Stack on, on a podcast but he was he was basically saying look when you went away, say, to a lower league team in the FA Cup, you could get turned over. But Ray Parler always seemed to be there because he his ethic was there. He knew what you needed to do and he knew how to get it done and you get through a game. Now, it wouldn't be Ray Parler running the game completely, but it would be just little things in the game where Ray Parler would do. And that's where you get it from with Milner. Um, um, Taki Minamino decides to show up, banging the net, and um, bright as a button all night, I thought. I'm probably laying down a little bit of marker to say, yeah, I'm still around. Now, I'm not, I don't want to blow this out of massive proportions because he's scored away at Southampton, but a little bit of, um, a, a little bit of a, you know, salute towards Klopp as if to say, no, I can still do a job here. You know, despite the five we have and Carvalho coming in and maybe looking at someone we don't know. But he kind of he put his he put his hand up there, didn't he? Um, last night, and I, I loved I loved yeah, his performance. And he he'd be one of the ones that you probably haven't seen in probably haven't seen since maybe the quarter was it the quarterfinal of the FA Cup was the last time he played. But uh, he, he hasn't like and maybe it hasn't even appeared on the bench sometimes. So he was one of the ones that kind of nearly needed to take the ball by the horns last night. But I mean, like even looking at him being top scorer in the FA Cup, top scorer in the League Cup. There is I, I I like Tacky. Do you know what I mean? It just I just think he's taken just that little bit more kind of a little bit longer to kind of adapt. I still feel sorry for him every time I look at him. And even when they were going over the trophy lift at the weekend, I'm kinda of like, where's Tacky? Like I hope somebody has their arm around him because I think he he just comes across as being a little bit isolated and a little bit lonely. But I think that if he can kind of get a little bit of confidence and I think he's worth I definitely think it's worthwhile keeping him around. Especially with Origi gone. Do you know what I mean? What's he, I think he has a goal every, he scores every 95 minutes on average. Yeah. That's unbelievable for the, essentially a six, sixth uh, choice striker. 10 starts, nine goals this season. Yeah. Says the hand there of God. 
So and the again, EM, the, the minutes per goal is is brilliant. Ninety five yeah. minutes, I think it is, isn't it? Something Excellent. like that now. Yeah. But um, yeah, like what what more do you want from a sixth choice uh, forward? Do you think you'd be happy? Had, do you think you'd be happy to be in there? Because uh, we we know the five that are up there, and you've seen them, right? And even if you were to say, right, okay, listen, they're going to renew Salah and they're going to renew Mane, but they're not. They're probably going to let Firmino go. I don't think they will. I think you'll see another season from all three, um, at least. Is he happy to go all them are in front of me and I get in? Is is he happy to be that for a guy well, that's he, shy and probably needs going, more attention? Going back to the five subs, if it was yeah. three subs next year, I would think that he he would maybe look or should look to maybe to move. But with the five subs now, you probably will see him getting that little bit more game time. You'll see the likes of Simakas getting a little bit more game time. You might see Gomez. Like it's there's going to be a lot more minutes for the fringe players there next season than there would have been this season. Like I said, the fact that it's changed the five could be changing a lot of their outlooks on whether they stay or whether they go. Yeah. Keith, you know, it's, it's probably an outlook thing. You know, we're, we're after speaking about James Milner and his role in the squad, Minamino at the age he's at, um, you know, is it somewhere, do you think he's the sort of fella that would turn around like and go, ah, look, I there's five in front of me, I'll get games here and there in the cups and whatever. Basically, is he ready to mirror our image this season, for season, next season, and the season after? Even with the five subs, because, all right, you have the five subs, but is he make, A, is he making the squad? And if he is, the chances are he's on the bench with, say, Luis Diaz and Roberto Firmino. Do you know what I mean? Or, or Salah or Mane or Jota. Yeah, I mean, it's he's not breaking into the... The, the starting lineup too often. Like, we know that, but I agree. I, th- I love Tacky. I think Tacky's brilliant for his role in the squad and the output we've got out of him this season. You cannot ask for more. It's, you know, his goals have come in the cup. He's got a couple in the leg. I just think he's excellent. And I think he would stay around next year because I think there's a lot to be said for playing at the very top. Do you know what I mean? So if Tacky moves on, he's not going to go anywhere you know, that are challenging for quads, that are playing the Arsenal, the Champions Leagues. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there's a lot to be said for for getting the most out of of that experience. And I think he'd stay. I think he'd, I think he'd be happy to stay and just walk around that. Now, maybe not for too much longer, but I certainly think he'd be happy to give it another <laughs> season. And with Divock moving on, that's probably one, you know, one, one taxi out away from to get boy. And... You know, there's loads of places you could see him going. There's loads of places you could see him doing well, but none of them are a step up from Liverpool. So, you know, do you make that choice? Mick says there, if Leeds say up, Minamino will go there. Leeds have been all over him like a bad smell. And it makes sense. Jesse Marsh had him at, at Salzburg, you know, so it's, it is it is a bit of um, a bit of a common sense one. But, you know, does he want to hang around another year and try and get more trophies? Do you know what I mean? He played a part. He's want to again somewhere else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If he's just kind of finding his feet and kind of making friends and maybe even getting to know the language and whatever, does he want to yeah. then move and, and start again and be that? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The new person somewhere else. Can I, can I just ask, I know that they've increased the subs. Have they increased the number that you can actually name on the bench? Yeah, nine. Or is it, so, but it's nine at the moment. But have they, so the fact that you can no, now the use league, you five, seven, seven and use three. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was nine. No, you use seven you, in the league. I think it's, it's nine in the Champions League. Yeah, it's nine, in, it's nine in the Cups, but it, it's, um, from from what I remember, it's seven in the league, you use three. Now it's going to be named nine, you use five. And um, is this five subs, is it still going to be only we over named, three we named, changes? We named, we named nine last night. It was Kelleher, Thiago, Keita, Hendo. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think it was nine. No, it's, I think it's I think it's eleven. I think it might be in the in the. Chat I always thought the league was seven. We no, used three and nine, yeah. and for five changes from nine in the. No, listen, it could be nine. Um, but, it was nine subs last night, anyway. Right. Okay. So it's nine, but you're still using three. It's a fucking yeah. bit weird, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. So um, now that they've increased it to five, can you name more like you can do in the championship? Um, I'm not too sure. Which would be another thing that would make me think that, okay, he's not getting named in match day squads. If it increases to five subs and they've increased the number that are going onto the bench, mm. he'll be named in more squads. Yeah. Yeah. These, these fringe players will be named in more yeah, squads. Yeah, but, but this is going to, this is, this is going to affect a lot of players. You know, I think, I think, yeah. I think it's, I, I, I don't even know if it, it, does it give players more opportunity? I'm not so sure. I just think it gives managers more chance to rotate in games. Yeah. So if, if if we're playing a game and we say we need a goal and we bring on Jota, right? And then we bring on a midfielder and we bring on another forward, right? That's just three subs. Whereas, and you win the game, that's grand. But I think next season you could, it could be like that game, but then you go, I'm whipping Trent off at 20 to go here, we're 3-0 up. You know, I've had to make three subs to affect this game, but we've gone 3-0 up now. I'm whipping Trent off and I'm putting on Joe Gomez, right? Or it'll be signed that young lad from Aberdeen or whatever. And then I'm going to rip up, whip Robertson off on 80 and I'm going to put Simicast on. I think it's more of a chance to rest players in game rather yeah. than give more opportunity to players. You know what I mean? Now, you will have to use a bigger squad because if you're naming more players on the bench, if it goes up from nine, fair. But I think overall, I think it's just, a, I could see it being something where you go training up at half time, right? I can actually keep me three subs here just in case, but I'm going to throw on. I definitely think Thiago and I definitely think Salah needs a rest. They're off after. Do you know what I mean? But I still have the three there to affect the game if I need to. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, look, overall, last night was great. Um, I have to give a shout out to Canate, who I thought was just a monster. Um, he was unbelievable. I thought Henderson was good when he came on. Um, I thought Elliot, for being out for so long, has been was brilliant. Um, Jones delighted because I think he's dropped off this season I think he's look a bit of he's caught a frustrated figure for me this season um, in a couple of ways trying things that aren't working and then looked a bit he looked a bit pedestrian at times for me that wasn't moving the ball quick enough or committing enough people he couldn't have been forward from that yet last night he was committing players he was going by them he was driving he was chasing he, it was a proper midfield performance from Curtis Jones Simicast was really good Gomez was un- unfortunate but the talk is that that's okay he should be fine for the Champions League final he was playing really well as yeah, well yeah, wasn't he yeah, yeah. on the back of a great performance against Newcastle yeah. recently oh, at right back 100% and throughout the team last night you're seeing that the quality they have the drop off 
maybe there over four or five games for a one-off game. Um, yeah. I think, you know, they've done a really, really good job. The league goes down to the last game now. And I am going to ask you how you think it might go or how you hope it'll go or what chances of City losing. I am going to ask that. But the big one I want to, the big one I want to ask you is, and Keith, I'll come to you first. And I'm going to come straight out with it. Is this the greatest Liverpool side of all time? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I, I, look, I'm surprisingly enough, I'm not that old, um, but mm-hmm. I do love looking at the history of Liverpool and, and sides. And I'd speak to my dad, and my dad's a huge Liverpool fan. My ma's a huge Liverpool fan. They'd have gone to games. They went look through the 70s teams. Would have asked people that were older as well, you know, and and a lot of that older generation are coming around to this being the greatest Liverpool team of all time, and they would hold up like the the seventy eight seventy nine team maybe as being the the best, you know. We'd all hold up at uh, eighty seven, eighty eight, but they would be sort of between those two. I just think this team are just what they're doing, and the backdrop that they're doing it to is just unbelievable. You know, it's. It's we've got Liverpool going against Manchester City, right? And people don't like it, but they're two of the best managers. They're the two, sorry, they're the two best managers of world football. They're two of the best managers in the history of of football, and they're so two perfectionists, but they're so opposite in what they do. So Pep Guardiola is a weirdo who micromanages and tells people how to stand and and what body shape they should have in each moment on the pitch, you know. And that's how he manages, and that's fine. Jurgen Klopp plays uh, risk-reward football and he's a perfectionist and this is the best team we've ever seen and it's a team that are taking risks all of the time. Do you know, Man City are boring to watch. We've said it before and that's not a jealous a bit. I think they're an excellent side but that they're, they're robotic and they're not very exciting. This Liverpool team are exciting. They're edge of the seat, you know, swashbuckling team, but they're brilliant defensively. They're brilliant. The best keeper we've ever had. I don't care. I'm sorry, Ray Clemens fans. Look, he, he may have been a legend. Alison Becker has gone from, you know, being a 10 out of 10 to, to creating a new, new scale on these numbers because this season, my God, he's been absolutely out of this world. Everything about them is just perfect. You know, like, again, if you go back to the 87-88 team, they were a great team, smaller squad. You know, you're looking at Nigel Spackman sort of coming in and getting games to to shake up in the midfield if Ronnie Whelan wasn't available or whatever. You know, it's probably 13 or 14 players, 78 the same. This, you've got you've got lads all over the place. And last season we had them row off. We had them dead and buried. You know, look, I, I was selling loads of them. I was getting rid of them. I wanted an overhaul of this squad. And all we done was we brought in, we brought in Ibu Kanate at the start of the season. And look at us. We brought in Luis Diaz. Look at us. This, and that's down to the, the manager and the players and the mentality that they have. Just phenomenal. And I'd love to hear more older fans' opinions on where they rank this team. In my opinion, they're the greatest Liverpool team of all time. And people would say, no, Shankly got the league titles, Paisley got the European Cups. You know, what Klopp is doing against who he's doing it to, and not just in England, in Europe. Do you know what I mean? In Europe, it's not just Man City that have oil money. It's PSG, 
you've got Barcelona and Real Madrid who will seem the scutter now have been teams that have had unlimited resources. You've Bayern Munich that take the best of Germany. And it's just, you know, he's fighting on all fronts and he's leading it. And I, I just think they're brilliant. Bajan again, the game was so different back then. It, it really was. The, the game was totally different. But he says in the Premier League year, without a shadow of a doubt, it's, 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 it's light years ahead of any team we've ever had in the Premier League. And I mean that. And I got, like, look, the mid 90s, we were entertaining Fowler, McManaman, and Collie Moore, and all that stuff. 08, 09 was a great, uh, well, it was a brilliant Liverpool side. It was, yeah. but it's nothing. Like, this Liverpool side would eat that Liverpool side alive. And I love that 08, 09 side, by the way. 13, 14 was just a mental season. Um, you can't really say much more about it. But I, I genuinely think this, this Liverpool side, would eat that 0809 side of life. Um, simply because of the intensity in it and the bravery in it. You know, yeah. Benitez had a way of playing. He'd outstanding players and he played them perfectly. But I think this is what Cyber go out and press the life out of them and literally play high lines against Torres and go, go for it. You go for it. And then absolutely go with the likes of um, Skirtle, Agar, Hippie, uh, Carragher, whatever it is, Aurelio. I think, I just think it's... It's such a good team. And do you know what? I think what's com- compounded for me or kind of, I suppose, you know, set it in my mind is when I look at back in the in the mid-80s, Liverpool lose a title in 85 to Everton, come back and win a double. You know what I mean? They lose a title to Everton in 87. They come back and have one of the greatest sides I think Liverpool have ever seen in 88. And I think the only thing lost on that 88 team is the fact they didn't go into Europe. Someone said it there earlier. Um, yeah. Do you reckon um, if they had seen them in Europe, they probably would have won two European titles? And I can't, I can't um, ignore that or disagree with it because I just, that, that was a side that blew my mind as a very. When you look at teams that had won European Cups during that period, there was definitely at least two, at least two European Cups to be had. Oh, there, 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 there would have been, but I think the point you make is is very relevant. Forget squad sizes and forget you know um, eras. I, I think, I think what they're up against, all right, and the pressure that's on every game. I said it yesterday. Liverpool have had two games, two games, right. Um, this season that haven't counted and they were two games in the Champions League right because they'd won their first four every other game has had pressure all League Cup games all FA Cup games and, and most certainly all League games they've only had two games two games um, that they haven't been up against I don't know I, I think they're just an absolutely phenomenal side I think in my lifetime yeah, I, I think they do edge it. But someone said earlier, you probably need another league in European Cup to absolutely cement it. I kind of go with that as well. But overall, it's an absolutely <coughs> outstanding football team. And not even an outstanding football team. I think it's an outstanding football club. Yeah. As you look at it. As a whole, it's an outstanding football club from top to bottom right now. And, you know, we'll probably be having rounds with FSG in, in six weeks' times when transfers don't come in. But when you look at they're so in the background that you don't hear from them. They're just in the background and Klopp's the main man and that's who you hear from and, you know, you, you see the, the staff and even how the staff interact with the players on match days, everyone gets a handshake, everyone gets a hug, everyone gets a tap on the back. Fellas, you'd never, you wouldn't know their name. You know what I mean? You wouldn't even notice them walking down the street. The players, the support staff, everything that's there 
And and then you even look at what the club are doing with regards to ex-players. You're seeing more and more ex-players creep back into LSC yeah. TV coverage and shows they're doing. On, it's just an outstanding football club at the minute. And I think, has it ever been in better shape? I don't think so. No. Overall, I don't think so. Is it the best Liverpool side you've ever seen? In this modern era, yes. Does there's some circumstances, i.e. around 88, that you can kind of hang your hat on either argument because there's no real proof in the pudding there and that's because they couldn't prove it. Um, and then when you go back even further, they're sitting there with multiple European Cups and multiple league titles, so that's a bit of a thing. But when you compare it to what they're against, they are right up there. They're just absolutely f- phenomenal. Emma, yeah, they I, win that, I grew up. They win that game last night and you're sitting there going, Two games where they could literally win a quadruple here. And it, I said it last night, you're witnessing greatness regardless of the outcome here, aren't you? 100%. 100%. Um, like, it's it's the most enjoyable time I can remember being a Liverpool fan. Now, I grew up in the mid-80s, and like you and, and Keith, the 87, 88 team would be what you really kind of compare it against. I don't remember anything before that. But obviously, I was only into football following Liverpool and then we kind of nearly fell off a cliff and then it was 30 years. But never in my lifetime, realistically, because I was only young at the time, have you gone from one season to the next season expecting to be in the title race? You probably naively thought you'd be in the title race throughout the, the barren years. But I'm confident, regardless of whether we win this league or not, that we are going to be pushing them for that league next year again. And the year after, and the year after. But I've, I've never actually felt like that. But it's uh, it's the most enjoyable time I've had being a Liverpool fan, I have to say. That's not to say I didn't enjoy all the others. We had our spells. Um, but this is just... Yeah, I, I, I put them just slightly ahead of the 87-88 team. And, um, yeah, what they're doing is absolutely phenomenal. You have to remember as well, you can look back, there are probably, there's very kind of few people that will remember the, the teams before that. And I'm not saying that there won't be. But back then as well in Europe, you didn't play as many games. So there wasn't that much demand on teams. Like, we've played 61 games this year so far. We've won 45 and drawn 13 and only lost three. That's un, that's un, that's unbelievable. Like. It really is unbelievable. Yeah. And and to like you said, for there to be pressure on most games, it's it's ridiculous. And I know it's a it's becoming more and more of a cliche, but they are literally mentality monsters. Like it's the, like it's whatever about them having rest between games for their bodies. The the actual the the the, the emotional drain on players as well for every game to have to be a cup final is unbelievable. So look, and I know nowadays there's more to do with sports science and kind of uh, neuro- neurological stuff and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I just, I honestly, I, I, there isn't words to, to kind of say what I think of this team. They're absolutely unbelievable. I don't think we've even gone back to the 87, 88 team. I don't think, we had, and it, there is an argument to be said that we, like, in most positions, we've probably got top five players in the world in every single position, mm. if not the top. I don't yeah. think we've ever had that before. As no. good as the teams have been, we've never had a, a group of superstars like we have now. 
But they're underrated superstars for me. They're underrated superstars and they're not they're not doing TikTok dances in the change rooms. Do you know what I mean? You, you never see them anywhere. So like do you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's such a together group. I remember watching an interview before, I think, I don't know whether it was Sammy Hippie or Honcho or something like that. And they were talking about teammates. And even back then, some of them didn't even have each other's phone numbers. But you watch these, this, this squad now, and tr- even through lockdown, they're doing Zoom calls in the morning and they're having the crack. And, do you know what I mean? They just seem to be a close-knit side, closer than any squad I've seen hmm. down through the years. Now, obviously, back in the back kind of 80s, early 90s, there wasn't social media and stuff like that. So maybe they were. But to, like as recently as on that they don't have... Skirtle's number or they don't have such and such as phone number or they wouldn't know how to get in contact with them. I guarantee you all of these they're, they're in a WhatsApp group. Just like me and you and your friends they're all in WhatsApp groups. It's just that kind of and is it that club that's done it? I think you can put an awful lot at the doorstep of, uh, the doorstep of club when it comes to the way these players are and the way they are around each other. Um, and and he, he's like the move of the the move to the new training facility where you're kind of they're probably mixing with the the younger players as well. I think that's yeah. kind of that, that's helped an awful <clears> lot as well. And club inviting the players to come and train with the senior squad. It's just what he's building, and, and, and I'm not going to FSG are behind as well. I mean, they built the, the training facility, but it's just it's the best condition I think the club has ever ever been in. And I the think best so condition too. that it's ever been in. I think. I think. Um, when I, when I think through it and you think of the facilities we have, both at Anfield and at, and at Kirby now, yeah. you know, now don't get me wrong, it's a gradual step throughout the years, money gets bigger and you're going to build better facilities, but even when you look at on and off the pitch, where we are with regards to facilities we have, the staff we have, the manager we have, the squad we have, I think I don't think we've seen it as good. Like Hannah says that, um, you know, uh, FSG out brigade need to listen to what I'm saying, we've never had it so good. Listen, I've no problem with people if you want FSGO, if you're willing to tell me why. Um, and listen, I'll, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. On this channel, if people have a problem with FSG, they will say it. If they like FSG, they will say it. Some love them and that's it. And some hate them and that's it. And some people are very in between. I'm I'm one of those where if it's good, you say it's good. If it's not good, you say it's not good. And even Jürgen Klopp has done it, where if he doesn't think something is not is not good... If he thinks something is not good, he'll tell you. You know, I was, I thought, and I said, I said earlier in the season, I thought that the whole salad thing would be the hill they would die on. Um, but when you see not what they so do, sure now. no, because I think when you see what, what they do with Diaz, when they go bang, Diaz needs to be done, done. Um, many is being heavily linked now. Um, do we need someone like that? Yeah, we do. Bang, done. You know, and the salad thing, you could pick sides on it, but I. I I've said it before, I don't think there's enough information out there with regards to what's going on there in order to pick a side. But FSG will do right at times, they will do wrong at times. But overall, even taking them out of the equation, I know they're a massive factor. But through it all, I think when you look at the where this club stands, and someone said it there, if we were sanctioned tomorrow, FSG were sanctioned tomorrow, would it affect Liverpool? I don't think it would, because we don't know anything to, we don't know anything to anyone. Um, but I think overall, I think, yeah, I think it's the best state that this, um, I think it's the best state that it's ever been in. I think we're so strong in all aspects of what we do now, from commercial deals to, to you know, 
who's who's coming on at half time or who who's going to replace you. I think it's just absolutely phenomenal. Look, look at us in comparison, and I know it's like, oh, you're a Liverpool channel, and you're 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 comparing yourselves to Manchester United, or you're having a go at Manchester United. They're the biggest spenders. Their roof is leaking at Old Trafford. Their their training facility is an absolute shambles. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. these FSG out that want them to spend money, spend money, spend money doesn't necessarily guarantee you. You're not like United have tried to spend their way to what we have, and it's. It's not always the way to do it. Like, do you know what I mean? I th- I've said it plenty of times before. We buy players or club boys players to suit our system. Manchester United players, uh, Manchester United buy players to suit their fans. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's. I just think it's it <clears throat> never lasts forever. Nothing like this oh, lasts forever. Not, Trust no. me, it can last a long time. Um, like Liverpool in the 70s and 80s and, and like United in the 90s and 2000s but it never never asks um, it's all cyclical I, isn't it and, yeah, yeah, and that's the yeah. thing you know these when you're a big club and you're a top club you, you do have that sort of inevitability that your turn will come around again once you're not acting the maggot which are you know your books and things like that you know once you're uh, it's still relevant your chance will come back because the the big ones will always be the big ones and the name Liverpool will always be the big name. Manchester United will always be the big name. They're the two most important clubs in England. They're the two most important two of the most important clubs in world football, you know. So we'll always have that. But you're right, um Emmett, they, you just have to look at how they're run and, and compare it to how we're we're doing on every facet and it's just you know, it's it's absolute perfection. And people don't like to hear praise for FSG, but you know, it's not all Jurgen Klopp. They brought in Jurgen Klopp. They've built the the base for what Klopp has been able to work with. And, you know, Jurgen Klopp went to them looking for a, an extension as well, which tells you what he thinks of working for them. Do you know what I mean? So it can't be any better than it is at the no, moment. I mean, 100%. And I, I'm not like saying that the sun shines out of FSG's arse. And like Gav says, if things aren't going right, well, then you do have to kind of maybe say, look, what's going on? Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah. look, they have committed to interacting with uh, Spirit of Shankly, et cetera, et cetera, going forward, making decisions. Uh, even that, like, do you know what I mean, like, is a good thing. But Gav's right. If things aren't going right, well, then maybe we can go and say, well, listen, what's what's going on? Or what's but, like, the, the pot shots, like, it's the best season ever. And still in January, people were having pot shots. As Andy would say, the bottom reds. But uh, and they got an absolute kick in the gut, like what you just said there, Keith. When Klopp came out, when he announced that he was staying and he said that I went to them, I've never had a problem with them. They've always had time for me. I'm. We have a really good working relationship. And he, he was just literally burning down every FSG out uh, person's like yeah. argument against FSG. Like, so. mm. Scouts of Pieces, perspective, new owners of, of Chelsea. Chavsky, sorry, have <laughs> said that they intend to use the same business model as FSG have used at Liverpool. Um, look, all you can do is enjoy it. That's all you can do is enjoy it because it could, like, yeah. literally, we could be sitting here in October going, we've lost four of our first 12 games and where the fuck could be going? It can happen. It can happen. But at the moment, the way the structure is at the club, even if we go through a bit of a blip at some stage, look, you look at last season and how tough it was. We will come back stronger. You have a manager there that believes in it. You have players that are signing deals that believe in it. Your players being linked that are literally, you know, they'd walk over hot coal to get to Anfield at this stage. So just enjoy it. Before we finish up though, um, and I've really enjoyed it. We've been on 50 minutes, but it's flown in and um, I really enjoyed talking about it. But 
we're going to do stuff in the Champions League next week, so I want to leave that for a minute, if that's all right. Um, but the league has one game left. Liverpool are home to Wolves. Um, City are home to Villa. Well, the, everything kicks off at four o'clock on Sunday. Keith, um, is there any hope for us in this? Because, you know, Shawnee, people are accusing Shawnee being negative and this and the other, but Shawnee is not being negative. I think Shawnee's what trying to say is, look, I hope we do it. I hope yeah. we win and they lose. But if we're realistic, they're going to bash Villa and we're probably going to beat Wolves handy and we're going to lose it by a point. And I don't even think Shawnee's preparing himself for the worst. I think it's just, he's trying to look at it in a, in a measured manner, I suppose. Are you yeah. are you saying fuck you, Shawnee? Um, get on the train. We're going for it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, if I can start around between you and Shawnee, here'd be great. Oh yeah, man, I'm, in, I'm not because oh. I think Shawnee is dead right. I think, and look, I'm not trying to speak for Sean. You know what I mean? Like he, he speaks for himself. But what I think is, you know, I don't think Shawnee wants uh, if we lose. Not if we lose. Actually, if City win the league, I don't think he wants that to detract from how brilliant we are and how brilliant this season is. And, and maybe I'm wrong and he'll tell me, but I just think that that is a very valid and fair point. You know, this has been excellent no matter what happens. And I just think that there's still a chance. And we've said this for weeks, Gav, until there's no chance, there's still a chance. And I don't care if it's Villa at, at the Etihad. And I don't care if they go 2-0 up in the first 15 minutes. If they're not... It's five nil up by blade and sixty. Well, then we still have a chance, you know, because anything can happen in football. It can turn. I personally, I think Man City will be Aston Villa, but until that final whistle on Sunday goes, I still think we can do it because I I believe, yeah, I believe in aliens and I believe in witches and I believe in ghosts, but I believe in momentum and I believe in um, things like that in football. And I just think faith and things like that. Man City should have had this league dead and buried. They had this league dead and buried. They were 14 points ahead of us. And I don't care what people say about games in hand. You have to win them games in hand. And if you remember back, they were 14 points clear of us on the 15th of January. We had lads going to AFCON. Them games in hand were like fucking albatrosses around their neck, according yeah. to everyone, because we wouldn't have Salah, we wouldn't have money, we wouldn't have Kate, who was having a good season as well. So it's not like the games in hand were, were gimmies. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we've got it back to them. And they had a chance to go and wrap it up on Sunday against West Ham. They got a penalty in the 96th or the 86th minute or whatever it was, and they missed it. And that kept us in. The reality is we we probably will come up short in that league and and get 92 points or whatever. I won't let that spoil the season, but I still think there's a chance. I think pressure... And Man City players, every Man City player is coming out and letting everyone know that it's still in the hand. It's still in the hand. But Grealish is, according to Antio Chill, Grealish is being quoted as saying, I'm looking forward to lifting my first trophy as a City player on Sunday. If that's not a reason for Villa to f- frustrate them, then I don't yeah. know what is. 
It, it, but it's so true. You know, they, they're saying they, there's a smell of desperation and a smell of want off the Man City players that I don't think you Liverpool don't buy into that. You know what I mean? So I just think it's uh, I just think it's 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 still there. It's still a chance. I think we win. I think we win comfortably. But oh, I expect Man City to win. But I expected them to beat West Ham that day as well, and they didn't. So mm. they only need a draw. We don't need them to lose. Well, for me. I, I, I expect City to win. I think we're, the problems Villa have, they play tomorrow night as well before they play on Sunday, which is which is another issue for them. I don't know what way they're going to go tomorrow night. There's talk of a few players being possibly being out for tomorrow night but should be back for Sunday. So you know, that could be something that works to our advantage. But the big thing for me in all this is that I said before, 61 games we played, 63 is what we're going to play. Two games where we didn't have to get a result um, it's phenomenal I think I think we will win on Sunday I think Anfield's going to be absolutely flying Mark Ross there saying flying off to Liverpool tomorrow from Sydney the quad is on I hope for him just for flying yeah. from Sydney I hope it is on um, but I expect Liverpool to win I think I think Anfield's going to absolutely be flying the City of Liverpool will be absolutely flying come um, early Sunday morning Saturday night Sunday morning it'll be absolutely flying um, I expect City to win but what I, what I kind of would like to see is I'd love to see Liverpool score early and I'd love City to know Liverpool have scored early and I'd probably yeah. love to see City go behind just to see what happens because I don't think they win many games when they go behind. I know it's a lot to ask. Um, I don't think it's an awful lot to ask for us to go in front but I think it's an awful lot to ask for Villa to A, go in front and B, hold on to it in some yeah. way. But you know something? I won't give up. I won't give up hope and although I do think Man City should be Aston Villa I've seen very strange things happen I've seen John Barnes have a ball down near the cop yeah. um, with a league title in his hands and go for goal instead of going for the corner yeah. and we lose it I've seen Aguero do that thing um, I've seen I've seen Liverpool be United or uh, Anfield in 92 to give Leeds the title when United were much better than Liverpool um, you know I've seen loads of things I've seen West Ham draw a home to Manchester United in 95 to give Blackburn uh, a league title even though they're losing at, at, at Liverpool you know, um, so I've seen loads. I've seen loads and loads of stuff, and you never know what could happen again. It could absolutely happen again. The way I look at it is, um, QPR put up to Man City on the last day of a season. Can Villa? Yeah, they're probably a better side than QPR were that day. Man City are better than they were that day. But, but the mentality thing is huge, and stuff spreads through stadiums. If the word comes that Liverpool have gone one nil up, two nil up, it's kind of fuck. They are winning. You know, that little cushion is not there. They're now top of the league. We're drawing, yeah. they're top of the fucking as league. As it stands. Yeah, as it stands. So I'm I'm hopeful. Head says, you know, City win, Liverpool win. Hart says Hart says actually uh, Villa win and um, with a breakaway goal to win two one on I was the ninety four. Coutinho slips in Danny Ings. No, I have a feeling for that little guy, Ramsey, that plays for them. Um, I don't know if he's still injured, but I have him in my head. But anyway, um, and I'm going to go completely with my heart, if that's okay. Um, because why not? You know what I mean? It's been, because my head is fucking wrecked with the season. <laughs> so all I really have left is the heart. So look, I've said it before and I'll say it again, regardless of the outcome of Sunday or the Saturday following that, um, you're witnessing greatness this Liverpool side. And they've two cups down. It's not in their hands this week. They play an absolute behemoth of a team, um, European Cup wise. Um, when it comes to the twenty eighth of May, and regardless of what happens, win lose or well, you can't draw, but win or lose, um, 
I just think it's been an absolutely phenomenal season and I'll be absolutely bang up for it come the start yeah. of August. So that's how I take it. Emma, um, yeah. are you somewhere in between that? Are you, no, I'm pretty, you pretty much the same. Look, everybody, like Keith said, everybody expects City to go out and dispatch of Aston Villa. But probably everybody expected them to do that against West Ham. Probably even against Spurs against Crystal Palace and Southampton this season. Yeah. So, and like you said, Gav, you see strange things happen, and I've said it before, strange things happen at the back end of seasons. Uh, okay, Villa aren't kind of fighting for anything other than pride, and I would imagine now with ex-Aston Villa player coming out and saying what he supposedly said about lifting the trophy, they kind of have a little bit more pep in their step to kind of like stick it to them. Mentality-wise, I think it is. You're right. Mentality-wise, I think... They're, they're talking an awful day. It's nearly like the players are trying, and they have been now for the last six, seven weeks, it's nearly like they're trying to convince themselves. Yeah. It's not like they're trying to convince anybody else. They're trying to convince themselves. So we're doing the chasing. The pre- I think the pressure's off us. We have to just have, go and win a game. Mm. They, they're they going into that game knowing that they have to win. They could go and start trying to force it. We've seen them force it. I think it was the Crystal Palace game. Was they, they, they forced an awful lot. Yeah. Um, what you've seen that probably you haven't seen out of Liverpool in a few games as well is City getting on at each other. You actually see them moaning at each other. Um, so the pressure is all on them. We've, we have our two cups. We just have to go out. We'll be, I think we beat Wolves easily. The pressure is on them to win on Sunday or they've literally thrown away a league where they were 14 points ahead in February. And could finish that's the season. An, that's, that's, that's immense pressure. And finish the season with nothing. Mm. Yeah. So, um, look, again, you would expect them to, to to dispatch of Aston Villa. I think Aston Villa probably play a little similar to the way West Ham play. They get the ball up. Watkins holds the ball up. And you've got runners coming off them. Much the same as what Antonio did last weekend. So, look, who's to say? If, if, if Villa can hold out, and I know you're saying maybe if Villa go ahead, I'd like them to go ahead, but maybe not too early. Yeah. When when, when teams go ahead against Villa. 92 or, minutes. Yeah, sorry. With four yeah, minutes of injuries. That'll, that'll do, yeah. That'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Yeah. The 93rd minute with two, when there was only two minutes added on, that'll yeah, be yeah, even better. Yeah. Um, but um, look, and everybody's saying, oh, they don't, they only have to draw. Villa don't have to beat them. We just need a draw. And we win, as long as we beat Wolves, we win it. Yeah. But um, I just something says there's something to me says there's that twist. I just have this in me. But again, and I said it last week, if we don't win it, an absolutely fantastic season. I wouldn't change anything, any part of it. Obviously, you would change draws and stuff like you know what I mean. Wouldn't change any of it. I'd do it all again, um, and we just know that we're going to be there again next year. It's not like. Mm-hmm. 08, 09 and 13, 13, 14 where you thought like this is a chance shit we've blown it we're going to be straight back and and fighting with them for the league next year so look whatever happens on Sunday I've really enjoyed this season I do think there's a twist in it I'm praying there's a twist in it but I won't be devastated if we don't win it I'll be, I'll be gutted but not devastated because we, we didn't blow it. That, that's we the key, isn't it? it? People no, can't say you know, you're, you're not 14 points behind yeah. in February. You don't bottle, and all these, I bottled it. Bottled what? We, we, yeah. we got back, we pulled 14 no, points when you're back pulling, on When them. you're pulling 92 points over season, you're not bottling yeah. Yeah. Unless, you're, unless you're sitting on 92 points after fucking 31 games or 32 yeah. games and you're going, 
you're right in and then you just completely collapse with now all that bottling there's only one team can bottle this league and that's it yeah and they've done a decent enough job of it so far just continue on on Sunday lads yeah. I think the difference I think the difference for Liverpool and you talk about pressure is in eighteen nineteen, the pressure was on Liverpool because we hadn't won a title in so long yeah, yeah. now that's that's not on air back we're going into going yeah yeah we won the title the year before last you won it back and now you're going to probably retain it We've two cups. We're going to European Cup final. I'm not saying it doesn't mean that to Liverpool, but it's not like Liverpool are going absolutely desperate. And you, and it's I'm, not the I'm, holy grail anymore. Exactly. And I, I'm not. I'm not sure if Pep in 1819 when that league was won, we've broken Liverpool. That was their <laughs> pinnacle. 97 points. We've broken them. They can't do it. Look, I'm nearly sure Pep is probably thinking, if, even if we win on Sunday, these fuckers are absolutely coming for us um, yeah. next year, regardless of Haaland or whoever else he's on. Because I have, I do, I've, Shawnee said it a couple of times, and a few other lads have said it, they feel that Liverpool will come out of the blocks next season and be absolutely imperious. Um, you know, and adding one or two, I think just five subs, you know, um, top season Champions League groups, you know, that sort of way. It's, it's just... I think Liverpool. I, I agree with people that have said Liverpool will come out absolutely all guns blazing from the start of next season. Um, we might leave it there. Um, as I said, the last get league game is on Sunday. Then we have a week running into the Champions League. So next week we'll probably do some stuff on all Champions League games. We look forward to the game itself, um, and we just have a nice week doing what we do. Um, today is Wednesday. We're off tomorrow. Sports unplugged on Friday. Um, we will have. We won't have um, full-time Reds on Sunday. We'll have the Fatback 4 on Sunday after the game. Oh, could be amazing. Could be. We'll be on cans anyway. Cans yeah. are absolutely necessity on Sunday, <laughs> right? Anyone that turns up out can can fuck off on Sunday, yeah. basically. Um, and from next week then, we will have uh, winners and losers, which should be good after the final day of the Premier League season when all sorts of shit can happen. <laughs> um, but Mikhail Arteta will definitely get a nod, I'd say. Um, if Phil is on, he'll probably be talking about coloured corner flags or something. Yeah, like that. absolute head case. And yeah. of course, next week we will go Champions League. You will see Emmett, you will see Keith, you will see Shawnee, me, Chris, Kev, um, Ash you'll see Ash um, Ash was on last week he should be on again next week and you'll see Phil and you'll see others and right throughout the week we'll be doing shows right up we won't be doing anything on Champions League day because like literally all the boys are on the piss right so <laughs> just let, let me put it out there all the lads are on the piss but we will do something on the Sunday night regardless whether we win or lose the European Cup if that's okay um, Felicon is our sponsor not their sponsor, they're a charity partner. Why do I get that wrong? Every single fucking show. Um, but they are a partner. We're closing in on five grand. I think we're about 100 quid short of five grand. We have two spots left for the golf day with regards to sponsoring one of the holes. They are 100 euro each. If you want to do that yourself, great. If you have a company or someone you work for or any other individual that wants to give us 100 euro for that sponsorship, we've two left. You can go and do that. Um, and also the link to find out about Failicon is in the description along with the uh, donation page spread the donation page around as much as you can because we are going to top the five grand I'm delighted with that but we will have to get to ten Emma anything else before we go no all good just looking forward to Sunday now good good so um, can't believe we're two weeks away from the first trippers quiz of the summer eh Gav eh <laughs> says Red Steve yeah we will um, you know how our summers go transfers quizzes 
drafts, Shawnee losing his fucking mind, and anything else we can think of. If you have any suggestions, we have got a viewer show coming up that should start next week. It'll actually start two days before the Champions League final. So um, getting the views of viewers um, next Thursday night will be good. It just means my Thursday nights are fucked now. Um, I don't get <laughs> my Thursday nights off because I've committed to another show. But our viewer show will start Fingers crossed next Thursday. So um, make sure to check that out and keep an eye out for it. Keith, anything else before we go? What song? Oh, what are you listening to at the moment? Um, I haven't listened to that now in a few days. I'm so, I was listening to it. very quiet it. the last few days. Yeah. I, I know, do you know people what are quiet. Do you know what I've been listening to, right? right. I, I made a playlist. Uh, and yeah. uh, no, no, not far off. Right? Not far Sinead off. I made a, no, a right. 70s middle of the road playlist right on so spotify, on spotify Send yeah. us link, so, man. It's, so it's got like the carpenters and it's right. got the eagles and it's ah, got yeah. hotel california carly simon and all that sort right. of stuff and if i do say something myself it's pretty brilliant right but you know it's not for everybody it's not for everyone you know what i mean but okay. yeah a bit of a uh, middle of the road 70s music okay um airs of the cops has something here that's triggered something he says day trippers day trippers darts now you're funny you say that, right? I'm not, we're not going to be playing darts. But I, we are looking into this bit of technology that we can bring out with us literally anywhere and we can stream, right, from it in this sort of HD and we can put all the, we can look exactly like this and we'll hold this bit of technology in our hands, which we are looking at. So we could just go and have points and play darts and set this up, couldn't we? Yeah, we could. Yeah. We could just have the best summer, couldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> just doing all sorts yeah, of fuck girl summer. Yeah. Yeah, we could I'm do like do. um we could go and play like uh I'd love do you know what I'd love to play? Now what? we think we're sorry for dragging you just have to go no, to bed around. No, no, no. <clears throat> um lawn bowls. Bowls? Yeah, I'd love uh, to play yeah. lawn bowls. I don't know if they'd let the likes of us into the lawn bowls. I know I'd, I'd wear like um old man shorts and all white, white socks up to <laughs> yeah. me just below yeah, me. Say after the force the full shot and we're all lady and you open like they hear that sound like hands open, open. <laughs> it might be a red flag and it might yeah, be like yeah. hold on yeah. Farquhar get these yeah he looks, these across, he looks across looks across the, the spark hands of course sitting on the ground and five smoke puts beside it <laughs> don't take that kind of music as an ashtray yeah, um, yeah. no listen Lazo says it's a webcam fucking Jack where's Le- the Jack <laughs> Lazo says is it a webcam no no, this is like trust me. This stuff is proper, proper gear. It's um deadly. Something was recommended to me. Pub games is airs of the cup. We could, we could do pub games. Um, we could. Yeah, no, I'd love to play that. Can you can you send me on the link to that middle of the road seventies gear? Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. Deadly. Um, we could we could also have like um, we could play. Fo- you know that foot golf. Yeah, we could invite people to play that with us. Yeah, but it'd have to be near the pub. I'd love to play one where it's near the pub where you come off the 18th and you just go into the pub. Well, the one out there beside you, wasn't it? There by the White House. Yeah, there's one there. Yeah, 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 there is. There is. Yeah, we could do that. There's also one in Holt. There's one off the back of the old mill in Tallet as well. Yeah. Scouts a piece of what the fuck have you like 90? No, just just something with long balls. There's something very skillful about that game. Yeah, I like it as well. And Corlin as well. But Corlin's a bit, I think, just a Scottish player. Yeah, but it's the same principle, isn't it? It's played and get it in, knock the other one out and get closest to the middle. Same mm. game, just on ice. Yeah. Gav walking around town with Snapchat live, camera, sunglasses. No, it's not that either. <laughs> Trust me when you see it, it. Listen, it's costing a lot of fucking money. Um, and genuinely, if if we if we get it, it's good. If Sean Keith and if Sean Shawnee and Shawnee 
Keith does just, just, you just say, yeah, yeah, that looks cool, don't you? Where Sean, you just go into it a bit more and have a look at it and he'll tell you if it's shite, but, um, it's not, yeah. um, the Brock, there was solid, solid Sunday dinner. The Brock, one of the best Sunday dinners around anywhere, Dylan O'Rook. <laughs> Um, if anybody wants the link to Keith's Spotify, let us know in the comments and we will throw it up in our community tab because yeah. Keith has claimed that it's the best Spotify playlist of all time, I think is what the word is. It definitely yeah. is. If you like the Carpenters and you no, like no, for Stevie Dan and you shit, like, this is the best. Yeah, um, this is the best. best um, Dylan O'Rourke says, Deer Park is gone, I think. Dirt Golf yeah. Course there now. Um, Deer Park had... The folk golf, they had the folk golf, I think. Yeah, they took 36 holes, but they took out nine and put in the folk golf on the probably the best nine on the bleak course. And um, but I, I don't know if that one's if they've if they've done away with the folk golf up there, they've made a bollocks of it. They should have just left the golf there. Um, yeah. but I don't know. Should they all lo- live watch along for the final? It's a bad round. We don't don't do watch alongs. Um, a couple yeah. of reasons one, we can't understand why anyone would watch us watching yeah. football, and the second reason is none of the lads will do it. Yeah. They're like, no, not doing it. Right, cool. Um, take the you know what's around. a killer, right? Before we move off, right, I don't watch along with Jamie on, on mm. this channel. We don't Liverpool against Fulham. Yeah. Lost. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare. But my, tell, my stream was like a minute behind Jamie's and it was just like, this is a lot of bollocks. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was an absolute nightmare. Like, <coughs> yeah. You know, Jamie was holding himself because he didn't want to lose his shit when he was watching it. I was miles behind what he was saying and it's like, nah, this isn't... Loads others do, but it just doesn't really suit us. Do you know what I mean? Who, who'd want to watch us watching football? For football? Exactly. Um, I don't understand it. And we're not... We're not we don't... No, it's just not us. Um, yeah. Take the trippers around Ireland for a roadshow his own book. Um... The roadshow will probably consist of me, Shawnee, and Keith, and maybe one or two more that I tag along that be allowed out for a week. And we'd probably just go into pubs um, and chippers, and then we'd probably sit down for a chat about football and may record it. I don't think anyone yeah. would turn up. I don't think anyone, we certainly wouldn't charge anyone to come and watch, talk, watch us talk about fucking the stuff we talk about. Um, but listen, you never know. Um, COVID's over, so we may go on a little adventure. Um, at some stage, um, get the trippers that, band together and take her on the road. The trippers band together. You walk into any random pub in Ireland in the summer of 2022, and Keith will be sitting there playing the East Enders tune on a tin whistle. Yeah. <laughs> what more could you want from a summer <laughs> holiday in Ireland? Um, yeah. Let me see. The old people's home near the, near me has a space. If you want to gav, they even have containers for your false teeth. Is this because of the balls? I think yeah. it's. An, uh, do you know what? I think bowls is a comp- seriously underrated game. I think it's a very, very skillful game to play. Um, it's a game. It is. It's a game of precision. It and is. I'm, I'm going to go and play. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go and play. So um, that's Keith. That's Emma. That's Gav. That has been the midweek fix for this week. Um, as I said, we have a day off tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday with Sports Unplugged. Hit the like button on your way out if you want we can't ask anymore for fuck's sake um, subscribe if you want it's always free it's always here it's always a laugh and um, you're getting Spotify fucking stuff and all over one more time <laughs> over now Sports Social Podcast Network